Sorry. For what? Okay. <laughs> I was just, got to it before I did. Hey everyone. Oh, okay, we're gonna have to do Hey everyone. Hey. Ugh. That was whack, sorry. I'm yeah. gonna stop, okay. Okay. I'm in my head. Hey everyone, my name is Edis Iris. And I am Daphne Emily. And this is Soulful She. Um, so excited because as you can tell, we are not in our beds. Not on Zoom. <laughs> uh, and you are seeing us next to each other. Um, we definitely got tested. This is six feet apart. This is, <laughs> this is, this is six feet. We're going to make it work and we are negative so don't even worry about that um but this is soulful she and we are super excited to show you our set um and it's going to be one of multiple sets i'm very excited um our furniture and shenanigans have not gotten here but you'll be seeing the second set soon um but yeah uh we are two bodacious beauties from brockton unraveling our truth on empowerment, on identity, on mental health and fashion through conversations of the soul. And finally being here today and being on set and like feeling like we have to warm up. It's Seriously? Been a while. It's been a while <laughs> since we've been at it, but I'm so excited to be back. Something that like we've just been waiting for. I'm sure some of you guys have been waiting too, but finally we're here and today today's episode is kind of just going to be like going through the format of what we've put together for the show to share with you guys and you know touching on some touchy subjects too definitely opening up some stuff and showing y'all and sharing our feelings because i feel like a lot has been going on lately a lot a lot and in terms of opening up and sharing opening up and sharing our feelings our first segment is let's keep it real real quick and really with let's keep it real real quick it's about us keeping it real real quick and just expressing how we're feeling in the moment and this is our opportunity to say you know what life's not perfect we have our great days we have our bad days but one thing we want to be is open and honest with you guys so when we open this conversation you already know where we're at and maybe if it's been a bad day we can talk it through and if it's been a great day you talk it up so um Iris, i'm gonna make you go first <laughs> keep it real real quick okay um keeping it real real quick i also want to share very quickly that um i've been in lots of situations and lots of meetings and work environments and um different environments where when you step into that environment, the first thing that people say is like, leave your feelings at the door, leave what drama has been going at the door, leave whatever you have going on at the door. Um, and in reality, you really can't do that. So like that is us being real, real quick. Like we're gonna, we're gonna bring everything to the table um, to be our authentic self. And so being real, real quick, I'm gonna be real and say it, it has been better. Like, I feel like today has been good because um, we've done a couple of things. So um, yesterday, a group of us uh, alumni of Bridgewater State University and friends um, really came together to really stress, to enjoy ourselves, to let loose and remember what 
laughter is, remember what joy is, remember what um, not being angry is um, all the time. And we were able to release that emotion, but also come together and have a conversation and figure out, you know what, this is how I'm feeling. I wanna share with you guys, but also these are some solutions and these are some action plans that are happening right now um, pertaining to all of the Black Lives Matter, um, to the police brutality, to uh, just everything that's been going on. And I think that before yesterday, I was not doing good, but because yesterday happened, I'm just like, Is that your answer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, huh. Me keeping it real, real quick. I've gone through like an emotional roller coaster these last few weeks. I've gone from not having the words to having too many words <laughs> to being upset. Honestly, being upset most of the time. Um, yeah. Trying to protect my space in my mind from what's going on in the world but also being very pre present of what is going on and being very vocal about how black lives matter and being a black woman um i, sh I shouldn't have to say that but black lives matter and i'll probably say it a million times but just everything that's been going on and just i've been everywhere i've been everywhere my mind's been everywhere i've been on fire and i want to get things done but then i've been hesitant on like what do I do and where do I fit into this and how do I help from here on out and how do I change things for the better from here on out um so that's my moods have been everywhere today I've been very lost um that's the how I felt the way I've been able to describe myself I've just felt really lost and just not knowing what I'm doing next or I have to work but I can't concentrate on work and then if I'm not concentrating on work what am I doing and not wanting to be on social media but then like it's just been everywhere so for me i've just been lost and again i was there yesterday too um played a little kickball that was fun i had fun um laughed a lot i made fun of people a lot people made fun of me because i deserved it a lot <laughs> um <laughs> but it was just fun getting together with people and just taking a break from what's going on and just having fun in the moment and it fun even watching people watching us yeah. that were going by and they're watching us enjoy ourselves and it's something that of course being black just seeing that black boy joy and that black girl joy and just being seeing a group of black people come together and just have fun and step away from what's happening right now and allowing us to kind of recollect ourselves because this is still going on we all have goals into making things better from this point on mm -hmm. um and we had co great conversations also yesterday about what's going on and things that are going to happen next or things that we want to do next and ways to just do better and make things happen for the better so um keeping it real real quick i am lost today but i am existing and i'm glowing because you know i felt like being cute today <laughs> um when are you not cute though i mean yeah but i put extra emphasis today <laughs> on being cute so um yeah and i'm a big believer and if you look good you feel good and that helped me a lot just kind of getting dressed and i was doing my makeup and i was like i don't know how to do this anymore like how do you do makeup being in quarantine not doing my makeup not wanting to really get dressed 
Um, I need to try on my jeans because I don't know if they fit anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's me today. I feel you. I completely feel you. I was ironing these clothes and I was like, wait, what's an iron again? <laughs> <laughs> I did laundry and all I had was a bunch of sweats and I was like I didn't know I had this much like sweat and I've been seeing like all these stores now are putting up like buy sweats being at home and I'm like that's so cute but you really just don't need no more at like all. you don't need any more sweats yeah at all yeah it's it's been bad I will I will be very transparent and say like there's been times that I wore the same outfit the next day and I was just like well I'm just turning around to, to pick up the computer <laughs> I'm not even getting off the bed sometimes um, but again real, let's be real real quick we're gonna be sharing who we how we're stepping in here um, and how we're feeling and also being mindful of each other because you know um, understanding how you are coming into the situation is important and I think that also allows you to release sometimes that feeling to be more open to the rest of the conversation um, and from let's be real real quick we are going into conversations from the soul um, and I know that we I call it the hamburger of the, the meat of the meat of the of the conversation and um, usually what we're gonna be doing is during the conversation of the soul that's where the big topic is and we're going to break down conversation um, break down topics and really share um, ourselves our identity um, our mental health uh, our fashion and all that jazz within conversations of the soul not completely all fashion but fashion's coming later um, <laughs> and so uh, being that this is our first um, Soulful she episode on our set on our set on our set yes um, I wanted to have conversations from the soul be a little bit about sharing our identity sharing who we are um, sharing what we are bringing into this podcast as ourselves um, because I'm a big believer that we speak for ourselves and our history is shown through our conversation and our identity and so Daphne, if you want to jump in today, because I did, we call each other out all the time. We never want to go first, but again, like you did last time, branching off of conversations from the soul and um, coming in and breaking down different topics, we want to make it very vast. Um, it's interesting, people always ask, what is your podcast about? And it's like, Two Bodacious Beauties from Brockton, having conversations on the soul. They're specific to our four topics, obviously, identity, mental health, empowerment, and fashion, but it's honestly bringing anything we want into this room and expanding that conversation with each other and with you guys, and hoping that we can bring this conversation outside of this room also and bring your opinions in, your perspectives in, your conversation in. Um, so, I mean, into conversations of, I mean, yeah, conversation of the soul today, who am I? My name is Daphne Emily. I am a Brocktonian, born and raised in this city. Well, born in Stoughton, but does that really count? Um, I was brought back here a few days later, but um, born and raised in Brockton, went to school here, did a little stint in Taunton, but we don't claim that. <laughs> um, graduated from Brockton High in 09, and one thing that many people know about me that really know me is, they don't even have to really know me. I rep the city with my heart and soul. <laughs> I rep it hard, um, especially during these few weeks. 
it's been really hard because I've repped it so hard, but now I'm feeling like I just need to do more. So when it comes to the city right now, I'm just kind of on fire. Like I want to be more involved. I want to do more. Um, I just don't want to talk about it and just talk about it. I want to do more and yeah, action. She said it, you could have said it out loud. She said action under her breath. Um, so yeah, I'm a Brocktonian. I always say I'm five things. So I'm gonna always forget the fifth thing, but we're gonna start. I already said I'm a Brocktonian. So I'm from Brockton, Massachusetts, Reflet for all of me. I am a black African Cape Verdean woman. Um, and that's my identity, essentially. If anyone asks me how to identify, that's what I say. It's gonna be the same story every time. I always say that's who I fight for, that's who I represent first, and that's where I um, navigate to. So when I meet people, I'm around people, I'm always exuding that. That's who I am, who I'm very proud to be, um, and who I will always fight for. So being black, being African, being Cape being a woman, um, being from Brockton, that's me, essentially. It can really be a short conversation, I just gotta say the, those five, and that's what I'm about, so. That's a little bit about me. Daphne, AKA. Oh, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> My name is Daphne Emily, but I say sometimes damn daft. I guess I can throw that in there that <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really soft-spoken. No, I can be soft-spoken sometimes, but I am a little bit of a shit-talker sometimes too. I like to keep it honest. Um, I've learned through the years. I used to be very, very shy when I was younger. I used to be easily bullied when I was younger. And I don't know when... I said it on Twitter today too. I don't know when I flipped that switch, but all of a sudden I became this person that just doesn't take anything from anyone, will not not speak up for myself. Like I've been very open to speaking up for myself, speaking up for what I believe is wrong, speaking up for what I believe is right, and um, also talking shit because I can. And that's what it is. <laughs> but yeah, that's the sometimes damn daft that maybe she'll come about sometimes in our episodes, but um, She's still lovely, still part of me, so still beautiful energy. And sometimes necessary. What she said. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you for sharing who you are. Uh, my turn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Edis Iris, and I am a Afro-Latina, Dominican, American, um, born and raised in Jamaica Plain, Boston, and now growing roots here in Brockton. Um, I am my ancestors' wildest dreams, I say, uh, because honestly, I I feel like there's like black sheeps, but then there's like another word where it's like that oddball of the family that they look at you and they're just like, are you just, are you normal? Like, is that, is that just really how you are? Um, I definitely am all over the place. Sometimes goofy, sometimes quiet, sometimes, you know, in your face if needed in ways that might not be the greatest to some people. <laughs> but we don't care out here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, my family, is from the Dominican Republic and um, in ways that I'm very proud um, and they my family talks about how they are the my last name is Lape and 
It means peace in English, in, in French, sorry, why did I say English? In French, um, but it also comes from, uh, because it's French, my family says that it's uh, French, like from France, but like, I'm gonna say that like, stop playing games, because we're of color, so like, there has to be some Haitian in there, um, and you just don't wanna wreck it. I hear you, uh, but but in all honesty, I know that my family talks about how the French, there were some French men Lape, that came to the Dominican Republic and did their thing, um, in not good ways sometimes, you know. Um, <clears throat> but point is, I've just rambled all around. I I am a curious soul that just wants to figure out why, wants to figure out who, when, where. Um, and wants to uncover because the number one thing that I think about and always say is you are the person that you are because of your past but not just your past but your your family um, generational past and ancestral past uh, because at the end of the day our ancestors um, lived through things that sometimes they don't even have the words to speak it, but it lives in their bones and then are passed down through genes and it passed down through emotions. And so um, I I am all of that uh, with ancestral sh shenanigans that are happening. Um, but I, I'm Iris, I'm Edis. And Edis because um, I, I love my Spanish name, um, but I was very hesitant to use my Spanish name because to be very, very transparent, I don't like it when people mispronounce my name um, and they tend to do it often. So I would prefer you to just say my name in English, which is Iris, than to butcher my name. Um, but I think me stepping into this platform, I'm trying to um, be assertive of you know, you might get it wrong, but like keep practicing and get it right because it's Edis. So Edis Iris. <laughs> um, but I I wanted to us to share our identities specifically because um, there's a lot going on. Like there's a lot going on right now, um, and specifically with uh, Black Lives Matter with. Um, you know everything that's going on because I feel like there's there's like little pieces of of just social issues that are constantly happening um, identity happens to be in the middle of it all um, identity um, and also the treatment of specific identities happens to be in the center of everything um, and so I wanted to ask both of us um, how do you feel like you are holding on to your identity during this time. How do you feel um, representing your identity during this time? And and has that changed or have you always been like this? And I already know, but but just, just opening it up for conversation. <laughs> <laughs> she gave me the look. <laughs> Am I answering this? Yes. I am black AF. Without having to swear, I am black AF. I have, I have grown up. I'm Cape Verdean, so Criolla, and 
I've grown up luckily with parents that are very aware of their identity, very aware of being black, very aware of being African. So I was lucky in that sense of being very aware of who I am and where my family comes from and where my ancestors come from. And unfortunately in my community, there are many people that will not want to claim that they're African or black, um, which has always been very disappointing. But luckily for me, I was taught very young and I don't, I don't question the day. I don't know when I just said, I know I'm black. Like, I've just always known it. I've always known I'm a Creole. I've always known that I'm African. I've always been, I've always represented that. I've had no shame. And even after everything that's going on, I'm still very much proud to be a black woman. I'm always gonna be proud to be a black woman. Um, no one's gonna make me second guess that. No one's gonna make me being afraid of looking how I look or being who I am because I really just don't care. I am who I am. I'm beautiful the people that i'm around are beautiful black people are beautiful my culture is beautiful so no one can ever take that away from me so for me with everything that's going on people can talk people can say whatever um and i'm gonna keep it pushing because i love me i love being black i love black people and it's simple for me i don't have to question it i'm not afraid of it I'm not afraid of it at all and I hear a lot of people saying how afraid they are right now and I understand because you know there's targets on our backs, there's targets on our brothers, there's targets on our sisters and we are, it's 400 years of just this constant battle um, against racist people and the systemic system that's been built in this country against people of color, against black people and we're still working on it. And there's been generations that have been fighting and we would think that you fought the fight and it's already done, but this is a continuous fight that is, hasn't ended yet. And it's just each generation that comes into play, we just have to put in our work to accomplish things. And unfortunately, it's always, it's become in light of an issue such as the murder of George Floyd, the murder of um, Breonna Taylor, and just these census acts against people of color. And then, the murderers not facing the repercussions that they deserve to be facing for murdering people. Mm -hmm. So, in the sense of all that, it's this is ha this has happened. We have to fight so freaking hard to get these people in jail that we shouldn't have to at all. We see it, <laughs> and it it's, there's evidence. There's it, clear evidence. <laughs> and through the years, all the people that we've lost, that we've had evidence, or we. We've just had people walk free that have openly murdered black people um, for no reason at all. Because you, not one of them can they list a deserving reason to kill someone. Um, I, there's no excuses. There's no, why did they do this? Why didn't they do that? Why don't they listen? Why? That's all excuses to justify murdering someone and not being put into jail. So for me, that's all trash. And it's unfortunate that today that these murders are happening and now we have a different fire on us where we're like, enough is enough. And especially when it comes to police brutality, we are gonna have to force things to start changing because we cannot have, I don't want another person to add on to a list of names. I don't want another person's name that we have to say their name because they were murdered senselessly by a police officer. People that are supposed to protect and serve and I feel like protect and serve has been lost somewhere. 
and especially through this everything that's happened i haven't heard that from anyone i haven't heard that from black people which of, of course we don't believe in that they're not protecting us they're not serving us but i don't even hear it from the racists i don't even hear it from the cops i hear everything but and it's like but isn't that essentially what a police officer is supposed to do mm -hmm. and i think that we're in a place where things need to start getting done people need to start getting consequences consequences people need to start getting in the faces of people that are in our in politics and being like we need this change we need things done and we're not asking we're telling we're not we don't have to ask to be alive we're here i should not have to ask to not be killed so we're not asking anymore um and that's how i feel i'm at that point and where a lot of people are at that point that we're not here to ask because we shouldn't have to we're gonna fight because you're not doing what you should be doing as in putting these people in jail. We were gonna fight until these changes happen. We are gonna fight in many different ways, albeit physically, albeit going in front of the people that are in power and politics and giving them demands. Being, we're holding people accountable. That's what needs to happen from now on. Um, we shouldn't have to fight for this, but we are. and. We shouldn't. We shouldn't have to fight for human rights. We shouldn't have to fight. Yeah, and we've had to though through 400 years, and this is continuous. And I don't want people. I've heard a lot of people saying that it feels like all the work that's been done, and we're still here. It's like, but there's been work that's been done, and a lot of things have happened. A lot of changes have been made. It's just different to hear these things in the history books and what people have done to make these changes to now be living in the moment of it and being like now you're part of that change and feeling like you know we might feel like things that happened before us and we're still here and we're still fighting it but they probably felt the same way they absolutely felt the same way and it's yeah. a continuous fight to constantly make these changes and make these demands and change these laws until we get to a place one day Hopefully, where we don't have to do all this and people are understanding of people just being people. Um, and that's, yeah. What else was part of the question? <laughs> it was a lot. I loved it. I loved it. Because I feel like you, you answered each question, but you just continued to flow and, and allow Because we're talking about what's going on right now, right? <laughs> yep, that's what's going on. That's how I feel. And when it comes to having to fight to have four murderers put into jail, even though we're waiting for more murderers to be placed into jail that for Breonna Taylor and even more murderers out there that, that are still, still walking, walking free, um, we're just going to have to keep working until we get them all in jail and keep them in jail. And right now they're just in jail. They still have to face trial. And I hope, I don't have to hope, they better be placed in jail in very long, for a very long time. That's the only answer to this, the only solution to this. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. They better be put into jail for a very long time for murdering people senselessly, so. But that's me. Let me just walk out. I think, I think I'm- <laughs> No, it's your, think it's your turn. <laughs> I think we're good. It's your turn, it's your turn. <laughs> no. Um, wow, we have to think about where I'm this- I'm like, what's the question? <laughs> that's what I'm saying, like, I need to go back to where the question, what the question was, but I know we started with our identity. Um, and uh, I would say from a very young age, um, I knew I was different, specifically different in my family, um, because there was a very, not funny, but run on um, joke that would happen in my family that 
Um, there's three of us. There is me, which is the oldest, um, Edward, which is the middle child, and Carlos, which is the little child. And if you put us together, um, you're gonna see like three different shades, types of people. Um, and the running joke in the family was that um, when we were coming to America, they picked me up on the way from Haiti. And so I was a Haitian. Um, and then my brother, Edward, they picked him up on the way of America because he's the lighter skinned white boy. Um, and then as we were crossing the border, we picked up Carlos from Mexico. Um, and so knowing, you know, having been raised with that story being told again and again and again, um, you just continue to believe it. And, and, and also, um, just hearing, you know, you're Haitian, there was a very derogative term of like, you are the darkest one in the family, knowing that like, I'm, I'm not that dark, but in, in the eyes of my family or in the eyes of specific members, um, I was the darkest one. And so therefore I had to be the Haitian one that got picked up. Um, and I, I wasn't actually a part of the family. So, you know, they, they had to have picked me up on the way. And so I knew from a young age that one, I was different. Um, and two, um, that the shades that we are um, represent more than just um, who our family members are, but um, where you were raised. Because even as a young age, um, I talk with my mother and myself and just I hear the upbringing that we both had. And um, I was very open with my black roots. Um, with my black identity um, and understanding that that too is a part of my identity specifically if not everybody in the family um, owned it up to it and uh, I as I continue to grow and continue to ask questions I learned very early on that um, even my mother didn't wasn't raised that way like um, I was raised in such a way where I knew I was black um, and I grabbed that identity and um, fully embraced it completely um, even when family members were very much like um, you know tenemos que limpiar la raza and that <laughs> I know you were boiling um, in a space where that translates to we need to clean the race um, and so hearing that while also being very um, open to my black identity um, and then also hearing things like my aunt who I love her very much and she probably didn't even realize what she was doing when she was doing that but was always like you know you need to find yourself a white man with blue eyes you know you gotta have to like that that was the epitome of of me growing up and and what I would best thing to do for me was um, and so really growing up with all of that was definitely not easy but I didn't realize um, what it was until I was growing up even more and was aware of the microaggressions and the just um, racist thoughts that were going on around me without even me realizing it because if you told me when I was 12 you know who are you or what are you I would laugh and be like oh I'm the Haitian one 
because it was just a running joke that just kept going and it was more of like you know ha 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 like everybody is laughing about it so like i have to laugh about it too and everybody's okay with it so like i need to be okay with it too and not until later on i was just like the fuck was going on <laughs> why was this okay um and so i just me um being just saying that like as an Afro-Latina, um, I definitely understand that I too am black. Um, and as a Dominican with Taino roots, you know, you can you can tell in our skin that yes, we are ancestors of rape, um, majority of the time, but uh, we too are black, and a lot of Dominicans do not agree with that. Um, and 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 if you come up to them and tell them that like you are black, you are disrespecting them. You are you know gonna be a disgrace for just speaking that near them. Um, and the thought process is you know we need to we need to we need to do better. And in their eyes, do better is um, cleaning the race cleaning the race and, and making sure that, you know, you have blonde hair and you have straight hair um, and not allowing um, kinky nicks and curly hair to like be who you are. Um, and so, <sighs> um, being being raised like that, I, I learned very early on that I was black, um, not just because I looked different, but, um, because that's that's who we are and um, it's been an interesting and difficult conversation having been raised with a lot of people and a lot of family members that are light-skinned very very light-skinned and believe that they are white um, and I say this to say it's been even harder um, having conversations about what's been going on like just everything that's going on with the Black Lives Matter, with George Floyd, with police brutality. Like some of some of um, my family members think that, um, what is the word? Some of my family members think that like they're, they, they're good. Like, you know, they feel like, you know, this is not this my is, problem. This is, this is not my problem and this isn't gonna happen to me. Like this isn't affecting me, you know, like, let let those things happen to them but like this isn't affecting me you know just because just because you haven't been stopped yet just because um someone hasn't stopped you and heard you actually speak and and heard that you're not white um you know or seen or exactly like that that isn't gonna affect you and it is and you're also hurting yourself for realizing that like like they white supremacy it does not care about you like does not care about you're you not exempt like you it, exactly you are not exempt and it's been it's been really interesting just me going to these protests and talking about these things and I've definitely haven't been an activist but like I've been doing everything that I can ever since I was little to help us out and when I say us um, black people so like even 
when I'm at jobs, I'm very mindful of, you know, who I'm interviewing. I'm very mindful of, you know, the resources that I have. How am I making sure that I'm trying to help everybody? Um, how am I making sure that it's not just the white people that we're helping? Um, and so <clears throat> I, I'm very mindful of those things and I've been doing it behind closed doors because you don't need to be telling people that like, you know, I'm pro-black and I'm trying to help everybody Black Lives Matter the way that protests are doing it. I'm not taking that away from protests in no way, shape or form, but I'm just saying there's so many different ways that you can be dismantling um, white supremacy and dismantling this idea that black lives don't matter. Um, and so the fact that I'm now doing it in a more vocal way where like I have signs and I have um, and I go to protests, <clears throat> it's more of like it's just real interesting to see what side of the coin some of the people around me are in and it's not easy it's not fun um and i'm trying to i'm trying to learn how to talk to people that don't believe that they are black or that are racist in a way that doesn't fire me up to make me stoop to their level, which unfortunately I do. Um, but that's because I think it's just more of like all of the anger that I have inside of me, but anger is not gonna help solve the problem. <clears throat> anger is not gonna help solve the problem. But you're allowed to be angry. Yes, yes, yes. You are justified in being angry. Yeah. It's just difficult when like you see the need and the death that just happened and you're okay with that you're not okay with that but you're okay with other things that are happening and you're not realizing that all of this is one thing you know you're not realizing that it's not just one murder it's not just one person Oh, sheesh. But um, I think that the important thing is not giving up on having conversations with family members, with friends, with people, um, keeping people accountable uh, on what they're saying, how they're acting, their behavior, um, and, and letting them know that Black Lives Matter. That's the first thing. Um, but more importantly, that racist behavior needs to stop. Um, white fragility needs to stop. Um, your privilege, you need to check it. And we two are humans. I think that's it. <laughs> Um, I think for me it's just frustrating that we have to say things like that, but it's the world that we live in and we just have to continue working um, and get shit done. And if you don't like it, I don't care, because it's going to get done. One way or another. We're going to get you, get you, get you, get you. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, but moving on to a lighter note, um, if you have not noticed, uh, we are wearing some beautiful, phenomenal, 
uh, jewelry pieces. These are necklaces and earrings handcrafted um, by a local Raptonian. His name is um, Zar Freeman and he goes by Trokin. Um, and his bead uh, brand is called Beads by Trokin. He makes wonderful, wonderful, one-of-a-kind beads and he's trying to change the narrative of beads in such a way that, um, you know, going to a gala, you can find yourself wearing beads. And I think that's where he wants to elevate beads wear. Um, and I've been using and buying and wearing his jewelry for the longest. If you ever know um, Zar, you know you need to get yourself some beads. Um, but we just want to talk about how we've been sponsored by Beads by Trokin. So definitely check out Beats by Trokin. He is um, on Instagram, on Twitter, uh, Facebook. Um, he has a website where he sells all of his beads um, and he also does giveaways. Um, he's just amazing. He's just amazing person in general, but his beads are also phenomenal. <laughs> and it's funny because um, with talking about working together and, you know, doing this work for Sofushi and always and also representing Beads by Trokin. Um, I showed him a picture of the dress from when I ordered it. I, it wasn't even me in the in the dress, but it was like the picture where I found it online. And he made this set specifically for what I'm wearing today. And I was like, I can't wait to see it. And finally when he like gave it to me, I was like, I thought I looked great today, but now I'm a <laughs> goddess. I look like a goddess. I am the queen. I am the queen. Respect me, okay? Like, that's how I feel. I feel great and I, I love the pieces. I love him, he's an amazing person and you're gonna see a lot more of his work here. Definitely, and for those who are listening either on Spotify, um, SoundCloud, uh, Apple, Apple uh, Podcasts, definitely go to the YouTube channel so that you can actually see these beads because they are amazing. And also shout out to our platform, Soulful She Pod, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, we actually have our own website that plug. we built and we <laughs> plug. No, this is our show, so we are going to say it. Um, so soulfulshepod.com, so S U S O U L F U L. S-H-E-P-O-D. I was going to let you do that. I looked at you because <laughs> I, like, I felt like I was messing up in the in the middle and I was like, wait. So, soulfulshepod.com. That's our website. That's where we're going to put up our episodes and links to the different outlets where you want to watch and listen. Also, we have a little section, a little portion that brings you to um, Bees by Choke and a little more info on us working together and get a direct link to his website where you can see more of his work. So, soulfulshepod.com. Check it out. Um, I think it's beautiful. I think the website, you know, and then there's more to come, more resources to come on the website itself. And we want it to be a central location for us to bring in the things we talk about on top of different ways that, you know, people can find resources for anything that we've talked about to expand our conversation, expand our knowledge and expand ourselves. So, yeah, yeah, because it's, it's not just about the conversation you're having, but how are you keeping yourself informed? How are you researching? How are you thinking critically? Um, and I think uh, as a history major, um, artifacts and 
uh, secondary sources and primary sources are important in the conversation that is being had and the narrative that is being created. Yay. <laughs> um, Insert plug here. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> um, and so moving on, we are going to go to our next segment, which I am very excited for. I'm going to introduce this because you're going to start the talking. Okay, go ahead. All right. <laughs> so knowing Iris, knowing Elise, and knowing our group of friends and being around her and hanging out with her. And I'm saying just hanging out with her, chilling with her. Edis has this lovely way of bringing people together in which she puts a conversation in front of us, puts a an activity in front of us, and she gets a room of her friends together and we talk about working on ourselves and building ourselves and um, different activities that help us. I mean, they range from what is an, I mean, an uh, attainable goal. The last time we worked on something, it was, what's a goal that's attainable? List three of them out and how can you work on getting there? And that's an example of things that we do when you come into the space with Edie. She makes you work on something and not because you, you're forced to, it's because it's, she brings her friends together, brings people together in a way that we want to improve our, on ourselves, we want to do better for ourselves, we want to do better for each other. And it's just so natural for her. And it's fun and it's different and it's like we're not just coming together just to talk nonsense. We come together to build ourselves because again with everything that's going on right now in this world, we have to do better for ourselves, we have to build ourselves, we have to educate ourselves because we have to be prepared to make these changes. Um, and Edie's always sets that up for us. And coming from conversations with souls, soul, we lead into stepping into you. And this is where we step into ourselves. And Edie's actually makes us step into ourselves. <laughs> and she's going to explain more about that. <laughs> Thank you for that beautiful introduction. <laughs> um, so stepping into yourself, just like Daphne said, um, again, uh, if if you know me, you know that I walk around with a jar with markers and pens and pencils, paper, flashcards, anything that's around um, to help you think critically. Um, uh, but not just think critically of the world, but of yourself. Because I really feel that like every single day we should be reflecting, we should be thinking, we should be figuring out how we can be better um, and how we can step more into ourselves. Um, specifically because I'm a big believer that we grow up and we grow layers. We continue to grow layers because we need to survive. We continue to put on layers because we need to move on this earth in ways that we need to um, uh, live rather than thrive. Um, and so I am just always every single day trying to peel a layer of ourselves and get to know who we really are Not saying that we don't already know um, But just continuing to do that and I am also a lover of discussions and um, People bounce ideas off of each other people bounce perspectives off of each other um, and if you can bring a group together and make them feel comfortable enough to peel a layer but also share something about themselves and maybe share something that they don't usually share um, because when we gather and are taking shots and drinking and doing all that stuff um, I don't do that <laughs> don't lie <laughs> when we come together to have fun 
um, we also are getting comfortable. We're getting comfortable and we're also allowing ourselves to be a little bit more vulnerable. Um, and so I channel that energy in a way where we can bounce ideas off of each other, but also learn more about ourselves. And so hopefully stepping into you um, <clears throat> is gonna be a segment where we take the conversation that we had from conversation from the soul and, and um, do further investigation and further reflecting for yourself. And hopefully this segment will be a segment that you guys join um, where you're either sharing in the comments, sharing in the DMs, sharing in the YouTube comments in any way, even through texting us. And if you don't have our number um, through social media, but really reflecting on either the conversation that we had during conversations from the soul and or the questions that are posed during stepping into you to help Daphne and I step into ourselves because we are nowhere done. Um, we are growing and learning and we're not perfect and we are a work in progress. Um, and so hopefully as we are learning and stepping into ourselves, you too are learning and stepping into you. Um, and so moving from, <laughs> moving from the conversation of the soul of identity um, and how does our identity play with what's going on um, in the world right now. Um, a way to really think about stepping into ourselves is um, what is the work that we're going to be doing to continue to step into our identity, but also make it important that everybody else acknowledges our identity in a way that is respectful um, and a way that um, is humanized. And so my question to you is, um, what is what is what is the work that you feel that you will be doing knowing all of the atrocious things that are going on right now but also all of the work that needs to get done um i think for myself i've really been focused on educating myself and finding resources and looking for resources um and, and reading really first step for me has been reading more um, reading into this the system that's been built on our backs um, the systemic Say that again. the system Say that that's again. been built on our backs <laughs> with the systemic oppression that has been that is part of this country's DNA that we are trying to break apart and being me and being outspoken I believe in having the words and being very clear in what I'm saying. And until I have the correct knowledge, the correct verbiage, the correct things to say, I'm, I I won't say it. So on me, it's doing the work and finding the language, understanding all as much as I can about this system um, so that when I speak on it, I know what I'm talking about. I know what has come before us. I know the steps that I can take to do better in the process and also educate myself so I can educate others and knowing that when we are faced with these people that just don't get it or don't want to get it knowing what to say to them to maybe try to break down that barrier break down that wall of misunderstanding um so really been looking into resources my I have a kindle full of a lot of books right now and I'm in the process of reading one book and building off of that and I found some free um, book resources I free books online that were like they were given codes to make them free and a lot of books about oh wow yeah Girl. <laughs> it's in my email but 
this is something I, we will share with everyone, but I found a lot of free resources, free reading that are very specific to what's going on now, very specific on learning the history, but learning on what can be done, what we need to do. And that's my first step is really reading. And then my next step is connecting and networking with people, especially starting with the city and making changes in the city, but also connecting outward to do more. And one thing about me in the last few years, I mean, really my whole life is really finding my purpose and really questioning my purpose. And a lot of me, even today, is feeling lost. It's like, I've been struggling with finding what is my purpose. What do I want to do for work? Because on top of it, when you're thinking about all these things you want to do for this world, you also think about a livelihood and living and being able to sustain yourself. So I've been very conflicting in all the in all the senses. And of course, I have my job. I love my job. Cool. But I need to do other work outside of that. That is going to help my loved ones, help myself, help the world. And that's where I'm at right now. So networking, meeting people, reaching out to different organizations within my city to honestly be out here. I want to help out any way I can. So just having that. So that's where I'm starting. I'm reading and I'm networking and trying to find opportunities where I can place myself and do better for my city and do better outwardly. And honestly, just being like, I've said multiple times, I'm black. I'm very proud to be black and I fight for that. And when I speak on my identity, I, I fight for that. I'm gonna constantly work on building off of that so I can keep fighting and keep... And after fighting, because we can always fight forever, but accomplishing something, getting things done. And that's where my mind is. Things need to get done. Um, I'm not here just to tell you, I'm here to do. And that's what I've been doing. Okay, man. I'm trying. Sorry. I'm really trying. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. That was really good. Step into yourself, Edie. Seriously. Um, I think that... Uh, with my identity and and what steps I'm going to be making to continue to step into myself but also help my community, I think one of them is showing up. I think that the number one thing, we didn't really talk about it because um, I think we've talked it all out with so many other people, mm. but um, recently there was a protest, there was a rally here in Brockton and there was a couple protests and um, Daphne and I left very um, not pleased at all. Um, we were not pleased because um, we felt like it was like a slap in the shoulder like you know you know um, y'all folks of color couldn't you know we're giving you this be happy with what it is and um, and don't be loud and don't be rambunctious and you know don't don't walk these streets and don't loot um, because that's what they were that's what they were afraid of um, so they were already giving us a bad name even before we went into the rally um, and it was a very much like you were giving you this we're giving you this treat so shut up so shut up um, and be okay with it uh, and then also don't forget to vote for us <laughs> sort of situation um, and so I I also need to understand that like a lot of the people the speakers and the members in that um, that were up on the podium speaking I don't know them and and I've been living in Brockton for 
over 15 years, but I've been in a situation where I lived in Brockton, but uh, my whole life is in Boston. So people know me in Boston, um, people don't know me in Brockton. And so I think showing up is the um, number one thing where it's like, I need to understand who my city councils are. I need to understand who the mayor is. I need to understand who um, some of these uh, members of the community are because I can't hold them accountable um, if I don't know who they are and they don't know who I am and I can't say anything if I'm not involved um, and so really showing up and understanding that like if I want um, the right uh, portion of this community to be shown because on top of that um, if you look at our city councils if you look at our politicians in Brockton they're white people and a large portion of the Brockton community are people of color, are Haitians, are Cape Verdeans, are Latinos. And so you're telling me that the people that are in office do not look like us? How do you think that they're gonna be looking out for us if they don't even look like us and probably aren't even thinking, hey, let's think about you know ways that we can be bringing and opening up the Cape Verdean community or helping out the Cape Verdean community unless it's you know it's time to vote so let me go to the barbecue and like show my face and show you that like I'm on your side but then when it really counts you're not there you know because I didn't see council a lot of city council um, folks in the protests or the rallies. I didn't see them there. Um, and I actually sent an email to my, my city council once I finally did research. And he sends an, an email of, oh, these are the stuff that I'm doing. Um, and then it ends with like, don't forget to vote for me. <laughs> so it was just like, oh, great. Um, but it was just those things of like, if I want to be able to make change and I want to be able to help and I want, um, the people that look like me to feel represented and feel um, heard in the community of Brockton, I need to show up and I need to be involved in such a way that I know what's going on. Because I can guarantee you, if there's a town hall meeting and we're talking about, you know, changing something that might not that might not be good for us to change because it's actually helping us, the right people aren't in the room, but but the the um the rules are still being voted on and the um, initiatives are still being voted on. We are not in the room, but those things are still being voted on for. So it's just, go ahead, you were gonna say they're still being decided for us. Exactly, and, and there was a quote that someone said like, you might not be into politics, but politics damn right is into who you are. And we'll make sure that like, you know, like the people that are in power, they're in power because someone voted for them or someone didn't vote for them or someone didn't vote for the right person i mean and so i think the number one thing right now for me is um showing up and showing up because as a latina i can be looking out for the rest of the latinos in this community as well i'm not saying that i speak for all of them but it's one more person in the room that's not white um and then another way um is is learning how to have difficult conversations with family members and um, not only family members but people around me to help them really understand the bigger issue of, of this because honestly it's it's not just what's going on in the house it's so much bigger than that it's so much bigger than you know how you're calling me 
or you know the 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 smart remarks that you're saying um because if you understand that putting your knee on um on someone's face and him having to yell mama like if 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 a grown-ass man is saying is calling out for his mama you don't think that like that's his last like help me please because you no one is listening to me it's just like you know that's not okay so being able to have someone understand that that is not okay but not just the same way that that is not okay those other covert ways of you know systemic racism is there is also not okay um and so trying to learn the language and trying to learn how to properly have these conversations without me fueling up and just not making the conversation go anywhere um is another way that i'm going to be stepping into um to make this change <sighs> and you say properly have the conversation i don't think there's always a proper way or there's going to be a proper way no it's about also being strategic and just it's hard because you want to talk to people and explain to people and you just want them to get it so it's not just speaking words to people and having them listen but really having them understand retain retain it finding a way that we can have this conversation so people can retain the information um, and acknowledge that what is happening is happening is real. What has been happening has always existed. This is not different from any other day. It's always been around, and it's time to break this down. Um, and you're either with it or you're against it. So there's, there's no if, ands, or buts. Yeah. Yeah. There's you're with it or you're against it. Yeah. <sighs> But <laughs> it's just so this conversation, of course, is going to feel like this just because everything that's been going on and it's always been going on, but it's just in our faces right now. So we're going to keep touching back on these and I, in stepping into you, I just want everyone to also be able to share also what they're doing and how they're stepping into themselves, especially with everything going on. Um, what was your specific question? So I don't butcher it. Definitely. Um, Mac? question was <laughs> um how are you using your identity um uh to step into um helping to change what is going on right now um and how are you making that change what are what is the what are what is the work that you are going to be putting in right now and i hope you guys can share that with us Honestly, I'm, I spend most of my time on Instagram. So if you hit us in the DMs on Instagram or in our comments on Instagram, or I'm Twitter. for it. We are, we're, we're coming back to Twitter. We're building our way up. You know, I was so hesitant because I used to be on Twitter a long time ago and then kind of fell off. But especially with these times, it's been a flow of getting back into that. So find us, Soulful Pod on Twitter and let us know how you're stepping into you. And from stepping into you, we flow into... Um, the next segment is called Fashion Forward. Can I introduce you? Yes. <laughs> Since she introduced me. <laughs> um, I'm super excited for this uh, segment called Fashion Forward, just because as you can tell even right now, again, if, you're, if you are listening, definitely go onto the YouTube so you can see this beautiful, phenomenal woman's attire. Um, but 
uh, ever since we were in college, because that's when we met, um, <clears throat> Daphne has always been a fashion forward person where she would she would be the one to tell me what websites to go to to find, you know, the deals of the shirts and the outfits. And um, ever since I was her roommate, like seeing her get dressed, like Daphne has a style of her own in such a way that you can't pinpoint her to a specific like brand or trend. She just allows to, um, to express herself through clothing in such a beautiful way and so if you ever get to hang out with Daphne or go out with her when she you know she glows up not saying that she's not glowing up all the time but like when she puts on everything like she is beautiful and the thing is that many of the times that you see someone that you think dresses beautifully there's always a story behind there there's always a story behind there. There's always an inspiration. There's always like a, I was thinking about this and this and this and this and all of that brought this style right now. And so I'm very excited for Fashion Forward because I feel like Daphne will be able to allow us to step into her world of fashion and why she does the things that she does, why she puts pieces together, what is her inspiration, all of that in one. Um, and so I, I'm very excited because we get to step into her head basically um, of the fashion world. Uh, huh. um, wow. <laughs> um, I guess for me when we, we, I talk about fashion and getting dressed, First and foremost, I'm always like, if you look good, you feel good. So when you say all these things about me, it always seems so simple because it's always just been something I've enjoyed, something I've loved to do, and it's fun for me. And fashion is fun, and I don't really have a specific style. I just like to wear what I like. Something resonates with me, and I just want it. Um, and bringing fashion forward to everyone, it's more having a conversation about not just what we're wearing at the moment and who we're wearing and all of that but you know have fun with it a creative outlet somewhere where all of us can talk about what we're wearing why we wear it who we like because of who we are and how we feel about ourselves and just building up on ourselves in that way and i think i've always thought of myself somewhat creative person and as i got older and people like iris you know blowing up my head and understanding that fashion has been a creative outlet for me and has made me that person so fashion forward is really to bring that conversation to everyone i want the topics to be fun but also topics that kind of express on top of like our mental health and how seeing a shift in how people dress seeing a shift in how people change is a lot about how they're changing and they're shifting in their lives sometimes when people are in a dark place their sense of style changes and um just breaking down conversations from there. And I also, I want this to be a good time, but it's gonna have some serious moments. But Fashion Forward is just honestly for all of us to come and just be ourselves. And I wanna see different perspectives and different styles. And it's things that I'll see people wearing that I would never wear, but I would absolutely adore. And to me, fashion is not about what I'm gonna put on myself, but it's about seeing someone express themselves and loving that in themselves. And I love seeing that, I love seeing people I just love it. I don't know. I just love seeing people dress the way they do and then being like, you're just fabulous. You're amazing. You're beautiful. And I love it. I probably wouldn't wear that, but that doesn't mean it's ugly. It's just you're rocking the hell out of yourself right now. Mm -hmm. um, and that is fashion forward for me. Um, I don't want to deep dive into that today. 
I mean, we can. This is what I'm wearing today. I feel like a glowing goddess. Edie's is wearing my favorite color and looking fabulous herself. But we're gonna break down fashion forward um, and have fun with that. And when we, you know, go through the fashion stuff and we do all our fun stuff, we bring ourselves to resonating with she. And resonating with she, this segment is about what's resonating with us at the moment. What is caught has, catches our eye? It can be music, it can be TV, it can be books, it can be a person, it can be anything. But what is resonating with us at the moment that we want to share with you guys and get you guys hip to, but also express how it's making me feel or helping me in any way? Mm -hmm. um, and you want to start that one. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um, so. I'm very excited for resonating with she uh, because I feel like also this is a segment that allows you to share with us as well, you know, because I think that not only um, can resonating with she be a, something that we're speaking to, but it could also be like you were listening to this episode and in listening to this episode, you something specific resonated with you and you'd like to share with us um, because again, this podcast we want to have a conversation. We want this to be a back and forth, you know, learning from each other, growing from each other um, uh, sort of situation. And so I think right now, what's resonating with me? Ooh, I usually have like something that I'm like, mm. um, uh, I'll say my favorite song right now. <laughs> So I recently was listening to this morning. So back up, back up. Um, I am a music lover. I love music. I think music is very therapeutic. It has helped me in times that I've been in dark spaces. It has helped me in times that I've been in light spaces. Um, I don't go a day um, without listening to music. Uh, there was a point in time when I went, uh, I went camping for 21 days and we did not have technology my booty was humming Kanye West full album throughout the whole entire um, uh, camping journey because I couldn't live without music so I was like if I can't listen to music I will make the music um, but again as I said I listen to music all the time so I was prepping my workstation which is in my porch and I always listen to music when I'm um, when I'm at work and so I put on a playlist and I put it on shuffle so it decided to like take me on a journey of other songs related to the song that I was listening to and I came across this one song it was magical it was magical. I'm forcing it, but like that's how much I like it. She sent it to me. <laughs> I sent it to like everybody. Um, but it's called uh, Meet Me in Amsterdam. And when I tell you, um, it was interesting because I had a conversation with someone and I asked them to make a playlist for me of um, Latino and Asian uh, artists that are doing R&B. And they're like, so you want me to research this? Because I don't know people. And when I came across this young man, I was like, yes, another Asian um, Australian artist that I can put in my plethora of um, artists that do R&B. Because if you know me, I'm R&B. Um, Ansel. And so his name is, I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, Rini, R-I-N-I. And the song is called Meet Me in Amsterdam. But I'm just going to tell you, listen to the whole song because towards the end 
he says he goes through a little journey of saying like you know if there is a second chance with us meet me in amsterdam and him saying meet me in amsterdam that journey in the end like the way he sings it the way that the beats are being put together just you get lost in his voice you get lost in the song and it takes you it took me it took me somewhere where i was just like in a trance of listening to that voice and i felt lifted i was just mm, i loved every second of it so if anything was resonating with me today was that song um i actually had that song on repeat too because it's <laughs> really really good and now i I follow him on Spotify, so I'm gonna like deep dive into his music. Um, but for what's resonating with Chi, what's resonating with me is I'm currently reading the autobiography of Malcolm X. Um, so that's what's resonating with me, point blank, period. So get with it. <laughs> if you don't know from this whole conversation how I'm feeling, there you go. By any means necessary. Mm, I like that. By any means necessary. Mm, mm, I'm about mm. it, okay? I'm about <laughs> it. Um, but I want to say thank you um, for coming all the way this long with us. So if you're still listening, I hope you better be. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for your time, for your energy, for your space, because you could be doing anything in the world right this second, but you're taking the time and you're taking the energy to be with us and to listen to us um, and hopefully uh, hear us out and continue to hear us out, but also have a conversation with us because um, this is the first time that we're doing this. And so we have a lot to learn and we have a lot to grow and feedback is always going to be welcome and wanted uh, because that's the only way that we are going to evolve and change um, as humans and as phenomenal women. <clears throat> um, and so just wanted to let you know that we are super, super excited to have Sotoshi and to continue bringing amazing conversation with you um, because I love having conversations with Daphne. One of the things that before we even started, um, I love having conversations with Daphne because I can get lost with her and we can get lost forever. But then we also notice some of the conversations that we do have, like other people should be listening too. you know? I feel like this shouldn't just be something that her and I keep to ourselves. Um, and so putting this podcast together, hopefully will open the conversation up to y'all. Um, and one of the things that we will always say, um, <coughs> well, before, actually, do you want to do any other closing remarks? Um, shout out to John John that told us that we should have a podcast because like it, <coughs> it was in my mind and Edis, I think you also had it in your mind somewhere, but I was always never... I wasn't going to say it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know we have great conversations, but it's one of those things that we have great conversations. But with that motivation from a very, very great person, um, now we're here. And I'm just excited to be on this journey and starting this off and having you guys here. And I'm so appreciative and so thankful for you guys that are listening and watching. And I can't wait to see where we go, where we all go from here, and how we can grow as people and do better and best for me. Okay. Um, and so, as we have mentioned, if you go to our website or our social medias, um, he can listen, they can listen, but she is speaking. Um, We're trying to take up space in times when uh, women 
of color, black women, um, don't usually take up space because we are nurturers, we are usually behind the scenes, um, and it's time to take up space. I bring my own chair to the table. <laughs> Just gotta move over. <laughs> um, and to end this off and end this beautiful conversation, my name is Daphne Emily. I'm Edis Iris. And we are Soulful She. And something I will always say when we end this off is we might be one more drop in the ocean, but we just might be the last sip to quench your thirst. Mm, mm, Thank mm. you for having us. Woo!